Welcome to episode 23 of the Go Gorilla Filmcast, your source for all things indie film. I am one of your hosts, Sashia Dumont. I am your other host, Mr. Paul Robinson. I am here today on the podcast, just like every other day I'm on the podcast. Cool. Cool. So how are you? We're married and we live together. Right. But people don't don't tell everybody. Was that, that was a secret? It's a secret, yeah. So yeah, this week we're going to talk to you a little bit about uh, a couple of the shows we've been, we've been watching, as well as, I mean, the whole reason we kind of started this podcast, right? One of the main reasons was to kind of talk about our experiences in filmmaking. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we recently shot a micro short, um, and we're going through some experiences with it. So we're going to talk about that, specifically in the visual effects realm, which is where I am in the process now. Mm-hmm. Talk a little bit about that as well. So um, let's let's do that. Yeah. There's been some random expletives. So what's going on? What do you mean random expletives? Oh, with the computer. Yeah, working on the computer. So a little background in case you're just joining us. There was a a film write contest coming up, a one-minute short film. We said, hey, we like... And as we, if you listen to our Ryan Connolly episode, you'll know we like entering those things not to try to win, but to try to make ourselves better. It would be an opportunity mm-hmm. to um, kind of try something new, try something in the visual effects world. Yeah. Uh, so we went out, thought of something. I thought of an idea that you made it better, and then we went out and shot it. I mean, that's basically it. We shot it in the backyard. Okay. Um, and that's it's like it's actually going to be closer to two minutes than a minute, but I'll have to cut down a one minute version for mm-hmm. the contest, which is fine. So we shot it. Mm-hmm. We had an, a basic idea of what visual effects we wanted. We didn't know 100% what we were. We had a couple different ideas, yeah. but we filmed for what, what we thought we would do. And it's fine. You know, it still works out. So now I'm going through the process of putting the visual effects in there. So God, what is, so it's it's a big, it's a big job. Yeah. It's a much bigger job than I thought. Not that I'm complaining because I feel like I'm learning a lot in this process, which, which is always the point, right? Mm-hmm. More on the visual effects end of it than the filmmaking end of it because I haven't gotten really to the, you know, I edited, I have edited, edited, edited it? the basics of it so far. You know, it's like a rough edit because once I start putting the visual effects in, then I'm going to kind of determine how the cuts work better. Because yeah. right now it's cut together like how I envision it'll be, but that will always change once I actually have the, the, the effects in there. So I've rendered out like basic passes of the visual effects, right? So what are you creating? Oh, uh, should we tell? I mean, I don't, I don't know if I want to like, well, I mean, Give it away. People's lives will never be the I same know. once they, like, they oh, know all I know, of our so secrets. I don't want to watch it. So there's this thing that comes out of the ground. Let's just say that, right? A creature. A creature. Yeah. Uh, that comes out of the ground. And so I'm animating that. So basically what I did was I got the creature. I rigged the creature. Mm-hmm. re-rigged the creature creature came rigged but i had to re-rig it for cinema 4d which is what i'm using mm-hmm. uh i wasn't rigged in that initially but uh for you nerds out there i um i got an fbx which had the rig in it but the rig was it was it was kind of it was i don't, I don't want to say it was a mess because the artist did a good job making it but it just wasn't whoa, designed whoa, whoa. for cinema so uh i've been re-rigging that and then i had to re-weight it when waiting is basically like when you take the skeleton of the monster and you decide what part of the mesh is gonna when you move the bone what mm-hmm. part of the mesh is gonna move with it so i had to do a bunch of that and i did all that and now i'm animating it so that's really tricky because you kind of have to know a bit about uh anatomy right yeah because this creature isn't humanoid right doesn't have two feet two legs and two arms it has different appendages it's an organic being so you really have to sit and think and watch references of things that are similar and how they move and you know if if the creature puts his foot here how does he shift his weight little things like that to me is what helps sell 
an effect like this. Maybe it's a she, though. Could be a she. Well, I think it's a non-gender conforming. It's non-binary. Yeah, non-binary alien. You know, whatever species it is or sex or whatever. I'm just busting it. your chops. <laughs> what? I'm just busting your chops. Oh, yeah. Just, a, just a, so that the audience knows why I did that. Paul listens to himself. And he, like many, uh-huh. has fallen into the habit of giving everything a male gender. Mm-hmm. So this isn't me being a pushy, bitchy wife. No, I do, I, I have, I do that for other things. Yeah, I, but I, he's I, the one who's like, why do I always say he yeah. instead of and, like uh, she or the, you know, it's that it could be she. <laughs> so every time he does that, that's why I always go yeah, I mean, or she. Yeah, and we've talked about it, and it's just I hate that I, you know, because when a lot of times, when, especially when I talk, and I'm not really thinking, right? I'm just spewing things out. And I know it. Yeah, and so. It's so ingrained in me from my upbringing to just, oh, he, 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 right? Because of partly, partially of where I grew up and who I grew up with and all that sort of stuff. So I'm trying to get out of that habit because it's not, you know, even like saying, hey, you guys, are you guys coming over? Like there could be females in that. I I always think of, I I don't know, when I hear guys and I say these guys over here, like I I still think that there there could be women in that group. Mm -hmm. Just random tangent we're going on here. Yeah. I still think of gals being in there. Gals. Because who you says gals? gals? Com- you gals coming over? Guys sounds, it's still relevant. And right. gals, I because feel like so I should in- I should have like a, I should be culture. wearing like a poodle skirt when I say gals. Yeah. <laughs> it was so ingrained in our culture, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think, you know, also when you thought of doctors, you thought of males. And when mm-hmm. you thought of nurses, you thought of females. There was but, that, there was that riddle. Know. I don't remember it, but it was something <laughs> about. Good point. <laughs> yeah. Well, but the point of the riddle was that, you know, this. The surgeon the, Yeah, riddle? the yeah. surgeon riddle. Um, yeah. which is like a perfect example. Anyway. I heard that for the first time on the Cosby show. Oh, really? Yeah. I haven't, I heard it like a couple of years ago. I don't even remember it, but I, I fell for it. I totally fell for I it. I remember so. the, that episode. I think I, one of the kids tells it to Cliff Huxtable and he doesn't get it. And then he, um, he tells Claire mm-hmm. and she's like, Duh. Claire's family name. She's the mom. I know. but Claire's from Breakfast Club. Oh, Claire. Yeah, yeah. It's a family name. Sounds like a fat girl's name. <laughs> Lovely. Yeah. I know. Um, the 80s classic. Yeah. It's a classic. You know, this will lead into a bigger uh, discussion about visual effects in general, but I just wanted to kind okay, of Okay, so the Hishi monster. The Hishi monster. The it monster. Is... So basically now what I'm doing is I am, I've pretty much finished animating. I'm at a good place um, with how he or she emerges from this <laughs> hole. Um, how it emerges from the hole that it comes out of and it's you know it's it's just the little things you know yeah that you got to think about in terms of like if he leans for she or she <laughs> <laughs> it, even, it's it, a monster if it leans forward is it is it going to put his hand you know in front of itself or is is you know how's it shifting your its weight? brain's How heavy working is it? so hard I know, to say I can't, it. I can't talk and think about what i'm saying at the same time it's oh, just baby doll. yeah it doesn't work um so you know, and that really just comes through trial and error. And yeah. a lot of it comes from the rig itself, right? You can set up the rig so the joints work properly, right? Mm-hmm. You can put like a, uh, what we call a null or a controller on the end of its hand. So whenever you move its hand, the joint will move the way that it's supposed to move. Um, so, that, so that's that pre-programmed. Like yeah. So that's, that's something in that's, terms of anatomy to yeah. move the weights. Yeah. Supposed to correctly. But it, it won't always work. Sometimes if you move the hand over there, the elbow won't rotate correctly. But how does it know how something that doesn't exist would move? Well, it would know how if you have a bone in your elbow and you have a bone in your wrist, 
we don't know what's inside of these things. That could be they could be filled well, with it's, jelly it's beans. How it's, it's how the, the, it was designed and set up. So mm-hmm. if it's designed to have a shoulder and an elbow, but maybe it has an extra wrist or something, it just knows that there's a joint there and a bone. <laughs> As one does. You know, yeah. Yeah, I got a wrist on, on the back burner yeah. there. Well, the legs, right? The legs are a good example. They kind of have like this grasshoppery type of thing Yeah, going they on. bend backwards. Right, they bend backwards. So um, all you have to know is if as long as the, the alien uses the same joint concept right if the joints move in a similar way and the bones mm-hmm. you know then it can the computer can determine how that would rotate so, so now, that helps a lot so so what happened on friday what happened on friday when you were working oh yeah so okay so yeah we'll get into that so on friday uh i'm working in this and this kind of goes into a bigger thing about all projects and that's save auto save save often you know save a lot uh, and so on Friday, I'm working, you know, I'm doing my thing, do my clicking away. Mm-hmm. And uh, I turned it off because I didn't have, I, I, every now and then if I'm done with a render and I don't want to start something new, I'll let my computer just chill out for a bit, turn it off. So it's not constantly going, you know. And so when I turn my computer back on and try to open up the file, the file was corrupt. So all the work that I had done that day was gone. That seems it, fun. It can't, it, it couldn't read the file. It was the Cinema 4D file. Um, it was some kind of like file structure issue. And I know that I could, you know, and generally in situations like this, I would take the project file, send it to Maxon. They look at it and say, well, we we're able to save some of it or maybe all of it or whatever. But by the time I'm sitting, you know, time is, mm-hmm. you know, I need time is precious, right? So by the time I would have gotten that done, I mm-hmm. could have just rebuilt the scene. So I yeah. just had to rebuild the scene. And so now I have auto save on and I save incrementally, which uh, is a very smart thing to do, you know. Autosave obviously should be, but I didn't put, I didn't click it on like an idiot. If I did, I would have been fine. Um, so, you know, always double check your autosave. Seems like, yeah. My photo, my After Effects is on by default. I don't know why it's not on by default. Autosave should always be on by default. I don't get it. Thought it was, was not. Saving incre- incrementally helps too, because then uh, whenever you're in the next process of something, you can. Okay, I don't. It's like almost December, but go ahead. Yeah. So lawn mower going on, and it's almost December. That's that's fun. That's they're going to be mowing the fucking snow <laughs> in our neighborhood. <laughs> they're just mowing like, These guys air. Are podcasting. Let's go. Mow, let's go mow something. <laughs> I think it's like I ended up just rebuilding the whole entire scene. Uh, spending, you know, it didn't take me as long as it did to to build it because I already knew everything I did. Yeah. So I could just kind of execute it. Um, but it was still. Oh God, it was so obnoxious. I was so upset. Mm-hmm. I wanted to cry. If I if I had a heart, I would have cried. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so then, you know, finally finished that, got the creature in a good place in terms of the animation of it all. So then what I did was I rendered out a low res version of it, which, which would just render quickly mm-hmm. because the full render of this is going to take me probably, I want to say four days, maybe. That's a lot of days. Yeah. Of, of rendering. Um, so I render out a quick version in like. So there's no way you're going to make the deadline for this? Well, no, here's what, this is what you do, right? So this is what I'm doing anyway. So I rendered out my low-res version, still the same size. The time, everything's exactly the same. It's just a lower-res copy. So then you take that lower-res copy. It basically works like a proxy. Uh, I take that lower-res copy, and then I start working with it, you know. Um, I shouldn't say lower-res. It's just more noisy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I start working with it, and then... I'll let this thing render away, and then I continue working on the project. So then when when it's done rendering, I just drag and drop it, replace the footage, and now I have the clean version in there. Mm -hmm. Um, So you're kind of doing two things at once while it's rendering, and then you're working. Um, 
So that's kind of what I'm doing now. I just finished up the last bit of the low res stuff. Actually, I have a couple of the high res shots of the device because mm-hmm. there's a device in it as well. Yes, there I, is. I have a couple high res copies of that done because it didn't take as long because it didn't take as up as much space in the screen. This is the other thing. <laughs> you know, when I was doing some cheesy little visual effects, which I never released because they're embarrassing, right? I did them on like a 1920 by 1080, mm-hmm. which is what we were shooting in. Now that we're shooting in 4.6K, you're like quadrupling the render time because you have, you know, 4608 by 2592 versus 1920 by 1080. So As that's, one does. that's that many more pixels that you have to now render. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know you're going to say, well, you're just delivering in 1080, so why don't you just do it in 1080 that's anyway? That's exactly what I was going to say, actually. Um, to that, I would just say, well, if you ever want to, if I wanted to punch in or, you know, I want to have the flexibility and then I could also release it in 4K. Um, I don't know. That's just, I guess it's just me. Everything's but, 4K now. Yeah, it's, four, it's, it's all about the 4K. 4K is the way of the world. It's the way of the future. It's until, the future. until it's 8K. Yeah. I don't know. It's going to be a until while before 40K we go. replaces it. 40K. Did you get your 40K TV? We yeah. just bought a 40K TV. It was only $17,000. It was on sale. Uh, it was a Black Friday deal. Black Friday sale. <laughs> 17,000 from 22,000. Yeah. Fantabulous. Piece of God. Um, they have screens that just curve around your whole body. You just, you just like, you get into the TV. I don't think there'll be more Ks. I think they'll just put them closer to your eyes and you'll just have God. I think they're just going to keep curving them yeah. so that you have to walk into it like those cylindrical showers. Yeah. That'll be, that'll be how you watch TV yeah. and your chair will rotate like in Wally or something. Whatnot. I don't know. I just want to watch the TV. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm all for things looking good, but. You know, what was it? I'd say about 10 years ago, the whole motion blur thing became cool. Oh. And they were like, oh, let's... The, removing the motion yeah, blur let, that let's, we try so hard to get into Let's remove motion blur from all the TVs so that it looks like the actors are standing in front of you and there's absolutely no cinematic yeah. aspect to this movie at all. <laughs> yeah. Let's spend all this money to build a set and make a film and make it look... Like, yeah, it's like you're watching it through a, a viewfinder. Yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah, that's what those TVs reminded me of. Like, gi- they were like gigantic viewfinders. And it was like, kink! and you'd go to the next screen. I was yeah. like, why? And of course, I'm not as technical. So all I could say to you is, why does this look weird? Yeah, I didn't know why it looked weird. I didn't know anything about motion vision. blur at the time. I was just like, why does everything look weird? And it looks like people are like kind of 3D and mm-hmm. this weird viewfinder thing and yeah, there's and so you're like oh there's vision. no there's no motion blur and I was like why would you take that off yeah. <laughs> like you and should put make it super blur yeah well that's the thing you know and then when you watch like a visual effects heavy movie all those visual effects look, oh, it just looks they bizarre. look fake because you know they're it's not it doesn't look cinematic at all you know so then it starts to look plasticky you know like all the it's just weird it just but that's what it reminds me of like when you when you would look at the viewfinders, mm-hmm. right? And then like if it was a Mickey and Minnie, they would be sort of set forward in this 3D kind of way. And then everything behind them looked kind of, that's how those how, the, how that looks like. When yeah. you take the motion blur off of a film or a show or something, there's just this too real kind of look to it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't if like I it. wanted to watch two people talking, why would I put the TV on? Yeah. <laughs> like, I want to watch something that's, it's fictitious. Yeah, I'm just glad they didn't adopt it in movie theaters and enforce that oh, upon man. people. I'd have been out for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's bad enough they forced 3D in. And I guess 3D works in some 
you know, I don't kids get, movies I don't and get animations 3D. and stuff. It just makes, and you know, headache. it may like it. it may have improved since we've seen it last. We only saw one thing in 3D, and it was Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. And I was not a fan no. of the movie or <laughs> the effects of the 3D. It just, I don't know. It yeah. it uh, it takes you out of the film for me personally. For, for it just me, took it me out of the too, film because yeah. I was just waiting for something to fly by my face. Yeah, and I really didn't care about the story. And if you notice, most things that they give 3D to are not the strongest stories because they can't be. How are you supposed to pay attention to what's going on? That's that's you, that's the whole. That's the gimmick. Is I feel that like it's, it's dying 3D. though. I don't see it as it's not as, as big as it was because then it's hard to translate because you know then they had the 3D TVs for a while right so you got a DVD or yeah. a Blu-ray or whatever how do you translate that if and it's you don't darker have 3D. because there's you have to the glass and the yeah, yeah it's uh, I don't like it yeah I don't like it either 3D me no likey that's how I that's how we feel about that's that. that's how we feel about that so this this monster that you're building yes. I just want to talk about what I've contributed to this monster okay, sure, okay? so it. just so you know um, when I felt like there was a little bit too much light shining down on the skin or behind it. You mm. know, I, I was, I sat down and I said, there's too much light on the back of that there. And you're yeah. like, all right. And then you fixed it. Yes. And, uh, and then I was like, Hey, I know what I want this thing to sound like. And so then I found the sounds. Yes. I put a lot of work into. Well, this. I mean, yeah, you joke about that, but honestly, like having <laughs> having your you someone that doesn't know anything about clickies or visual effects I know to look literally at something, nothing. But but then for you to look at an image and and try and be able to um, tell me why it doesn't look real is yeah. is important because I can thank goodness for that. Otherwise, I, <laughs> otherwise <laughs> I'd be have useless. Too much, too much light on his head, and it take you right out. Well, it was just it was just a specific scene that you yeah. showed me, and I thought, well, everything is kind of overcast, and it looks like there's a light yeah. shining down on it. And I can give you the technical reason as to why I feel that why I made that choice to make the lighting that way, mm-hmm. but none of it matters if it, you look at it; and it doesn't look real. So mm-hmm. that is important, you know, having an outsider perspective on that stuff. Yeah, it's very important. Yeah, and and it screams and the screams. You know? That's tricky. That's very important. First of all, I just want to say I, when I w- when I went I went down that rabbit hole of trying to look for sounds. Um, oh boy, there were literally people that were and and because all these things are anywhere between three and ten seconds, mm-hmm. most of the samples that they had, they were I think the most they were maybe like five bucks or something like that. A lot of them were a dollar mm-hmm. because it's so short, but some of them were quite literally, 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 quite literally, um, just like a dude or a lady with a very deep voice just going like, ah, into a microphone. I'm going to take that bit and then put it in. Ah. So it's like a disgruntled old monster. It's like a disgruntled employee that you ask to do something. You have something to give it a cane do. so that it could yeah. shake. Ah, yeah. So it was, that was kind of comical. I was listening to some of them, and I was like, "Oh my goodness, I, I'm not even a dollar would I pay for this. <laughs> this is pretty bad." I wouldn't take it if you gave it to me. 
that has to be, you know, there's something, there's something fun in finding the right sound, but I absolutely hate that process because it's so daunting. Yeah. There's just pages and pages and pages and pages yeah. of sounds. And then you start to forget what you were even looking for because yeah. it starts, you start going like, oh, maybe I'm looking for something like this actually that I just heard. Maybe it's more of like a velociraptor. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to go down this velociraptor rabbit hole. And then, you know, some other dude, Craig22175 Hearts, was like, <laughs> and that was his contribution yeah. to the cinematic world as a monster. They didn't have a filter like, can I have um, like no human voice, crappy human voice? I mean, you could filter? hear some of them really, you could just hear the person just doing that yeah. voice. Yeah. And I, I get initially doing that and then manipulating the sound, but they didn't manipulate. They yeah. forgot that part. They yeah. were just... They were just dry heaving into a mic. Yeah, I should label it angry, <laughs> disgruntled alien. Angry Ted in mom's basement. Yeah. A dollar. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, if you're ever looking for that sound, then you're all set. So that I was, need an angry Ted in mom's that was, basement. <laughs> that was kind of, I, I hate that part when we're like, when we have to look for like music. Yeah. Theme music and stuff like that. I, I found the music for uh, the gaffer. Mm-hmm. the closing credits music which is probably one of my favorite parts of the film because the music was so perfect yeah but that was like two hours yeah of just like two playing this hours playing this playing this no this doesn't go this doesn't go this doesn't go you get a mm-hmm. kink in your neck at that point because crick in your neck crick i've heard kink and crick in crick. your neck i don't know whatever kink uh, yeah i think both <laughs> <laughs> your neck's fucked up after a while sure. because you're looking on your phone so long trying to find sounds and music and all that and i hate that part well we got to get to a point where we can make our own because you're a very talented uh Uh, pianist (laughs) pianist 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 um so you know but those probably for bigger ones penis is like like somebody who like i would be able to make sounds come out of a penis yeah should be pretty impressive you got a talent for that yeah you can tap on them. Ding, ding, ding. Make a, make a lot of money. I got, I got a high-pitched sound from this penis. Just, uh, <laughs> like a tuning fork? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So where am I in the process now? Yeah, so um, I think, yeah, so I'm just doing that now. Today, once I once we finish this and I edit edit it, mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to get back to work on that. Yeah. Uh, so I'm compositing You've been off for now. four days and I've seen you. Probably for like six hours. Yeah. Well, I wanted to get into that actually. I wanted to see, you know, how somebody deals with someone like myself in these moments. Because I'm not always. This episode's not long enough for that. Yeah. I'm not always, you know, I I did struggle with the work-life balance, right? Yeah. More so when I. You're an obsessive feller. Yeah. Uh, More so when I didn't have an outlet like I do now at my job. Mm -hmm. Uh, But certainly. I'm just the type of person that if I have a task, I don't, I just become obsessed with it until it's done, you know, which is good and bad, right? It's good because then you know that I'm focusing a lot on it. I'm trying really hard. I want it to be great, all that stuff. But it's bad because then I can't like disconnect from it Mm -hmm. and take a break because if I'm, you know, if I'm working on this project and anything that I have to do between now and the time it's finished, all I'm doing is thinking about that project while I'm doing those other things, you know? Yeah. So it, it, I'm trying, you know, it's, I think it's, it's something that, I don't know, it's, I struggle with it a lot, uh, especially when it's something that I, I really want to do, you know, when it's like a passion project. I mean, if it's just side work, then I can st- usually just step away from it whenever it's fine because it's just a paid job. But when it's, 
yeah. something I'm invested in personally and I want it to look awesome. And sometimes jobs are like that, but uh, mostly, you know, so in, it comes with editing and stuff. I feel like, you know, it's, I don't we know. You don't get to do I don't this. Know if it's like a talent. Side jobs. Your side that you jobs have to are learn. Different. Yeah. Because I think you can do that. I think you have a better, you know, you have a more healthy relationship with. I can do what? It's like you're able to like sit and write, but then like just stop if oh, yeah. something, something needs to be done or whatever, you know, or if you've got to go somewhere. Listen, like someone's got to take care of this house. <laughs> So I, I don't know. I'm not I'm not very good at that. And I see it as a positive because then, you know, that's I see it as a positive in that I'm able to learn things quickly and I'm able to learn things a, a lot of different things and whatever because I've just become obsessed with it. But then on the you know, on the other hand, you're obsessed with it. And there's so many times where like I wanna I wanna not be doing this. I don't, you know, I don't wanna be you know, it's fun at first, but then there's always parts of a project, no matter what it is, that you're like, oh, like there's going to be a part coming up where I don't have to rotoscope you out mm. uh, in front of the alien, and I'm not going to like One that. One of your least favorite things in the world is rotoscoping. Yeah, so I'm going to have to do that, and it's going to suck, but Since I'm not going to be able to walk away from it until it's done. So you've never enjoyed a rotoscope, no. But you know, it's that's the part of it that's just really obnoxious. Plus, like you know, you're taking time away from. You know, spending time with your loved ones and your family. So there's that. That breaks your heart. Yeah, it does. It does. does. Anyway, so this monster that I'm building. Anyway, so this monster. Uh, Yeah, so. um, I could just do the rotoscoping. Look, you just go like click, 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 click around. Yeah. I I can handle that. Yeah. I think the biggest challenge for me this in this film is going to be the compositing, all the compositing aspects. Because... You know, you can build like a pretty decent looking 3D render. You know, they have a lot of tools that make it possible, like Cinema 4D and Octane, which is what I use now. The Octane Render Engine, which helps. helps. Cinema 4D is on a Black Friday special at the moment. It is. Yeah. It's only like $2,500 <laughs> instead of 3200 or something like that. But there are a bunch of black sales. Wait, which black is the thing sales. that you're getting? That's X Particles. Is that what you're getting? Yeah. So it's... $800. It was 800 Now it's four. Mm. You know, so. Can never have enough particles. Can never have enough particles and fluid simulations and cloth simulations and all that stuff. Smoke. Mm-hmm. Does, it's wonderful. Smoke. Smoke. <laughs> so, yeah, there's a lot of sales. So check those out. Yeah. So think of the, compo- the, compo- the compositing is going to be really tough. And compose it. The compositing. Uh, because, you know, I have the monster at a place where I think looks pretty decent. And none of that's going to matter if you can't composite it into the footage, right? There's so many things, right? And the main thing being, when you render something out of 3D, it always looks super crisp and super clean, Mm -hmm. which is what you want. And then you got to bring it in and then make it look like your footage, which is not super clean and super crisp. Um, but it's it's also, that's what you had initially showed me, and I was like, "Oh yeah, my god, please tell tests. me you're not done because yeah, yeah. this looks so displaced." Yeah, and you're like, "Yeah, yeah, no, I have to." Yeah, there's chromatic aberration, which is the big thing, which is how you know when a camera takes in. That light, sounds like a colonic rupture. Chromatic aberration. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's oh, like some kind of chromatic aberration. It's like an intestinal tear yeah. or something. Yeah, that's um, basically like when a camera takes in light. It takes in red, green, and blue. Right? It has like. And I'm, I may be talking out of my ass a little bit here, but this is what I I, th- I think happens because you have the RGB spectrum, right? So you have those are the main colors that a camera sensor would see. So when you have a digital version of something, it doesn't do that; it just renders the digital version of it. So you mm-hmm. have to 
recreate that. And that's one thing that I've been playing with now, which I think is helping a lot, is putting on chromatic aberration. Um, so it kind of reacts this, uh, the way an image would that's going through a camera sensor, which is helpful because you don't want to just, normally you just throw a blur on it, you just blur it out a little bit. Mm-hmm. But then you lose a lot of detail. So you want to keep a lot of that detail, but you don't want it to be too clean. That's the balance, right? Yeah. Along with, I think that's where a lot of, um, when you watch a lot of uh, amateur type sci-fi things, mm-hmm. that's always where they go wrong is that, well, there's a lot of things that can go wrong yeah. in those. But what the, the initial thing for, for uh, a layman like myself would be that it looks completely displaced. Yeah. So you have like this this 3D thing, whatever it is, whether it's some type of smoke creature or an actual organic creature, mm-hmm. it's completely displaced from the rest of the footage. So it's way too clean and it's not composited in properly. Mm-hmm. And so it looks it looks like you picked something up and went boop and put it yeah. right there. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, I think that, that uh, a lot of people that, sort of jump into sci-fi they focus on building something oh look we made a monster there's a monster but the Mm -hmm. monster does not look like it belongs in that scene at all and that's i think probably 99 percent of the time that i've watched sort of cheesy sci-fi effects Mm -hmm. that's the first thing that catches my eyes that it looks completely displaced yeah yeah the uh because compositing really starts in the in the 3d world right where you have to match the lighting, right? That's the the big mm-hmm. thing. You want to match the lighting, and you know, luckily for us, when we shot that, it was overcast. So overcast yeah. is easier to match because it's just kind of like a global lighting, right? Uh, so we got I got lucky on that regards because if it was like sunny out, forget it. Yeah, it would have been much that been, much tougher. That would have taken a lot longer to yeah to film. But it's a good you know it's a good I think it's a good th- place to start. You know, it's good it's good good place to start. Um, having a nice flat scene like that to composite stuff. And then you can mm-hmm. start moving on to, I mean, most people I think will composite at night because then you could hide things in the shadows. Yeah. I love, I love the way a, a properly lit scene looks at night, a night scene, but mm-hmm. they're just the worst. It's tough because you have I'm, With to, a small crew, I should say. Yeah. If you've got a crew and you got tons of money for lights and stuff and you yeah. can, you can bounce light off of shit like like no one's business, and you've got a bounce board the size of a, a Buick. Yeah, <laughs> go. But when you've it. got a, a tiny little thing like we've got, and we don't have enough people, that's. I mean, if you're in one spot, you can light the hell out of that. But yeah, God forbid a character has to move around in the night. Yeah, well, that's you the have thing is, how do you, how do you light? You know, it's the trick of like lighting to to to, to make it seem like there's no light. That's oh, you know. it, how many times have we seen that in a film where it's like moonlight? You're like, that's the brightest moon I have I've ever, ever seen yeah. in my life. <laughs> it's actually not, bouncing off of their eyes. That's yeah. crazy. <laughs> it's not enough to to figure out a good way to light the person. You know, you yeah. Have, how do you light the background so it's not just because if the whole background is falling off into black, it just makes yeah. the light on the person that much look more apparent. Better. Yeah. So it's about you know getting the light in the background to look like it could also be moonlight and yeah, it's getting really like tough. a fifty thousand dollar lens. Yeah. An amazing camera that works well that in low light. <laughs> that always that helps, helps, I guess. But yeah, that always helps. But for, uh, yeah, for people like us, that's not an option. So we have to be, we have to be, try to be clever. Yeah, which is why you haven't. We have not filmed anything at night in years. Yeah, unless it's indoors. Yeah, indoors. But yeah. I mean, an outside. exterior. Yeah, we night. have not done an. I have. I I stay away from when I'm writing on Final Draft. <laughs> 
Yeah. I'm never like exterior night. Yeah. Nope. Unless, like, in front <laughs> like, of a, in, unless it's in a, uh, a populated area. Yeah. Interior night. That's yeah. where I, that's, that's my sweet spot. I hang around there because exterior night, it's not going to happen. I already yeah. know it. Yeah. So Tricky. I've already, I, our next kit that fell into my noggin this yeah. morning will be an exterior night shot, but I will be in one spot. Yeah. Yes. So hopefully it'll be a good, like, it will be a good, um, you know, cause it's kind of how we like to roll, you know, we're going to film something that's going to be entertaining, but also we can learn. So, you know, that would be a good learning lesson. How to, mm -hmm. how do we, how do I like that? Right. You know? Yeah. Be a fun I kind I I I was saying this to someone recently and I don't remember who it was. It might have been Perry. I don't know, Perry, you tell me. Um that I I would rather make 20 films that all have errors because I've tried something new mm -hmm. than to keep making the same film over, over and over yeah. and over again to say, "Well, look, lighting's really hard to do." in this scenario. So I'm just never going to do it. Yeah. Or just continuing the same concept over and over again. I'd, I'd rather say we were, we were the, the, uh, yes, it was Perry. And it was, it was in reference to shout out to Perry. Shout out to Perry. It was in reference to, um, scripts. Mm -hmm. And I was saying that, you know, I, I, I don't love everything that I write. After the fact, when the film is made, there's always stuff that didn't come out the way I thought it was going to because mm -hmm. it's much easier to write it and say, this is how it's going to look. And then in reality, well, we don't have the money to make it look like that or feel this way or yeah. whatever. But I would take 20 failed scripts that were original mm -hmm. than just kind of like pushing out the same concept over and over and over again because it's safe. Yeah. And... I've done it already. So, well, you know, well, we've done this already. But yeah, but I've done that already. <laughs> I don't want to do that again. Yeah, totally. I, I you got to keep keep learning and keep moving. You know, it's it's because I think that kind of mentality is the mentality of like the the goal is the destination versus the goal being the journey, right? Mm -hmm. Because you're like, I've made it. I've I've made this film that I wanted to make, and it looks exactly so. I'll just keep in that versus, yeah. you know, very safe. Yeah, I don't want to be safe. Rebel, rebel, a loner, Dottie. A rebel, rebel. So I guess, yeah, that kind of wraps so that, up the visual effects. That wraps up visual on. effects. Next week, I'll probably talk more about where I'm at, but it'll probably be the same place, compositing. You should. Well, um, competition-wise, you'd have to be done with that, at least with that version of it. Next weekend? Yeah. No way. The first, I think, was the I deadline. That's Saturday. Homeboy. Holy cripes. <laughs> I, Okay. For everyone listening, through this entire process, I kept saying to him, are you going to be done in time for this competition? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought yeah, I had yeah, another yeah. week. No, dude, I told you, it's the first. I'm pretty that, sure it's the first. I spent all that time spending time with you yesterday. I know. You could have been working. I said to you, don't uh, don't worry about me. Oh, jeez. I'm a big girl. I can handle this. Um, all right. Yay. So maybe not so much the competition. It will get made, but maybe not in time for the competition. Oh, yeah, definitely going to get made, but oh, my God, if I can't. All right. Well, whatever. Well, such is life. Yeah. So um, this can be a shorter, be a shorter episode, as will okay. next week's um, episode twenty-five. How Eva? Yeah. If it's all goes one. all goes as planned, we're going to be talking to the Steady Geek and guys. Yeah. So you know, people have got lives. They got kids and all that stuff. Ugh. <laughs> kids. Ugh, kids. Am I right? Um, people 
have schedules that change. So as of now, that's the plan. So mm-hmm. episode 25 should hopefully be our study geeking guys. Um, and then we are scheduled to hopefully talk to a actress. I'm not going to mm. name again. Don't you love that I do that? Like, yeah. Everyone like, we oh, so you're going to... great, but we're not going to tell you. You're going to have somebody on that's going to talk about stuff. Great. Thanks for telling me. Well, because we've had two situations now where people are like, oh, I really want to be on. And then the last minute they're like, I can't. I'm going to be on set and I can't do, you know, yeah. so... That's what's, that's what, we're not important important, enough. What's more important, podcast or your career? We're not cool enough for people to go like, listen, I can't bail on these guys. This is a great opportunity for me. Right now they're like, listen, you. (laughs) Uh, When I had nothing better to do, I was going to be on, but listen, I got you to do. So um, bear with us with holidays and stuff. It's really tough to get people on the show because everyone's busy. Yeah, they are. Thanks taking, just thanks pillaging, just took place. So, you know, lots of things to do. But during your time off yesterday, mm-hmm. your scheduled time span in with me, mm-hmm. um, I wanted to watch a new show. Yes, you did. I did. And uh, we did watch a new show. The whole thing. The whole entire thing. Just it's not that long. Like 24 minute episodes, I think so. No, they're like 30 to 40. Were they? Yeah, some of them were like oh, a little I thought bit they were, 30. I thought they were shorter they're than They're like that. 25 to 35 minutes. It was only 10 episodes. So. Yeah. Only 10 episodes. Yeah. What's it called? Homecoming. Homecoming. And how can people watch it? On the Prime. Amazon Prime. Fucking Amazon. Yeah. So we had to use, <laughs> couldn't use the Apple TV because we have the older one still. Yeah. Because we poll. Yeah. So we had watched Look, it it's either stick. equipment or like... Um, it's like X Particles or Yeah, I was just going to say, X Particles or Apple TV. Yeah. X Particles every time. So there goes, there there goes, goes that. that. So we watched this show called... I had never, I had never heard of it before. I had. Um, so she said, I want to watch this show. And I was like, okay. And I, I've been doing this thing lately because there was another show you were talking about. I was like, I don't want to know anything about it. I'll just start watching it. Mm-hmm. I, I like I like doing How'd that. How'd that work for you? It was awesome because I didn't know what to expect, you know. Um, I really liked the show a lot. I didn't, I didn't really know what the show was about either. They were, well, you had the, at least the seen the trailer. trailers were very vague. Yeah. So but you, you, you actually saw the trailers, my Did friend. I? Yeah. Uh, they, were on, they were on something we were watching. You've seen the trailers, but you just weren't paying attention. Yeah. Sounds like me. Yep. Um, but yeah, I think it was, I mean, I feel like, and it was, it's from Sam Esmail, mm-hmm. I think his name is, Esmail. right? Something like that. Uh, he's the guy that did Mr. Robot. This is his new show, and it has Julia Roberts in it. Mm-hmm. It has... Sissy Spacek. Sissy Spacek in it. It has, um, uh, what's that? Uh, Bobby, Bobby Cannavale. Cannavale in it. Uh, a bunch of people. They're all great actors. Um, uh, you know, it's kind of... Uh, Julie Roberts kind of leads the the cast. She's kind of the quote unquote the main character. Yeah, and it was really interesting. I think he's kind of like it was a really really good show, but I feel like it might have been trying a little too hard in certain respects okay. to be. Um, oh, and the interesting the, and unique. The and, actor that plays Cruz. Mm-hmm. Um, oh I'm yeah, the guy from Shameless. St- no. Oh, that's Lip. oh Cruz. Yeah, Cruz. You're talking about Lip. He wasn't in that for Lip very wasn't much. in it for very long. Yeah. Um, I want to say Stephen, but Stefan mm-hmm. James, uh, who's Canadian, who I was con- convinced was going to be a Brit because yeah. they always are. Yeah, I'm always like, oh, this person's good. They must be British. Yeah, they usually are. Um, so he was really good. British or Canadian? Yeah, he was really good in that. Also, okay, go ahead. Yeah. Um, so you you thought they were 
Yeah, I just thought there were moments like, all right, so first of all, this isn't really like a spoiler. but shifting in his seat. But the, uh, you know, it takes place in two different times, right? It's And it's only four years apart. It's not like like a huge time shift. But to delineate which one you're watching. But to be fair, you didn't know when you weren't paying attention to the fact that it was a four-year time span, you thought that much more time had passed. I did. Because of the, I guess, set design or... So the 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 now time mm-hmm. is kind of filmed in this four by three. <laughs> the now to the present. The present. <laughs> the present is kind of filmed in this four by three aspect ratio. I yeah. Um, which I didn't really get at first. I mean, I, I get like I'm sure that. Well, the, not I'm all sure of he, the present was well, in right. That. Well, I'm getting to that right. Um, so there, you know, which I kind of found like I didn't see the reasoning for it. I got that yeah. you want to delineate the differences between mm-hmm. what's in the past and what's going now, but the past. It was interesting in that the past seemed like a much uh, cleaner, sharper image, where the mm-hmm. future, where the present stuff seemed mm-hmm. like it was four by three, and it was filmed. I don't, I don't, I haven't looked into this, but I feel like it was filmed on a different camera to give it like an a more vintagey feel almost. And I know the four by three aspect helped with that, make it feel that way. But it was just interesting that you would have all the present stuff feel older than the well, past stuff it felt well, newer. There was only certain aspects of the present that were filmed in that ratio. Right. Because the, the majority kind of, there was a moment and, and the majority of the film wasn't that was in the present time. It was was not filmed in, I don't know what, what the other ratio is. I don't know enough about regular it. Regular HD. Just, yeah. So that when when they for for those who may not know what that means, it's kind of like when you see letterbox, but letterbox is usually at the top and bottom of the screen. Mm-hmm. This when this specific ratio is on the left and right of the screen, so it kind of squishes. Yeah, it's like the, a square. Yeah, it's well, yeah, it's like a like a rectangle yeah. in the middle of the screen. Yeah, and um, there he he only seemed to do this during like really intense conversations. Well, he the whole in the every, present. Every, I'd say like ninety percent of the stuff in the present was shot in that 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 aspect ratio. No, it wasn't. Yeah, oh yeah. This is a moment which and and to this I, I thought it worked well for this specific moment. But there was a moment when um There's no way the whole present was in that little squished screen. I could have never tolerated yeah, watching most that. of this most of it goes back to four years ago. Most of the most of it is four years ago. No, it doesn't. Yeah. Oh yeah. Are you kidding me? No, I'm almost positive. When she, then towards when, the end they when, do something interesting with when they, when she goes it. back to the location and when she's at the diner when she's working at the restaurant that wasn't in that in that ratio that's all present time yeah but that's after it kind of reached it's that's kind of after I don't I don't, I, I could explain but I don't want to give too much away I'll I'll, I'll tell you after were we watching the same show yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think so yeah anyway. I thought the use of it, I, at first I thought I was a little pretentious, but I kind of see why he did it, so it's okay. But I, I didn't feel really like, care for it. Yeah, and I, I feel and like I, it, it bothered me in that, like, you know, you're not used to watching stuff like this, so it's hard to focus because that's such a big thing, you know, such a an obtrusive thing to be happening on the screen. I just didn't really see the point, I guess. Yeah. But I don't I, I, I don't like a lot of those bells and whistles when it comes to stuff like that. And well, the story's strong I, enough I think to stand that, on its own, I think I that, um, and maybe I'm totally wrong, but... Um, it seemed pretty obvious to me that he was a Kubrick fan. Yeah, I have a love hate relationship with Kubrick because, um, in that in that I yeah in that well, Clockwork Orange was yeah, Clockwork you know Clockwork Orange and and The Shining were two of my favorite movies of his. But when you consider how many movies he's made, 
Mm-hmm. Those to me were the only two that I found really interesting. Like 2001 Space Odyssey, uh, Lolita, Full Metal Jacket. Like they really didn't, I really didn't find those movies to be amazing. Yeah. I, I just, I, you know, and so Kubrick's kind of this cinematic cliche when you talk to the, your typical like film student, film student yeah. that is, you know, they've got their fucking beret and, you know, they're, they're, they're running through every film cliche that they can. 90% of the time, no doubt, what's going to fly out of their mouth is, my God, fucking love Kubrick. Of course you do. <laughs> um, and or Cassavetes or all those guys. Not to take away from, from Kubrick and, and his successes, but I think his process of filmmaking, there's a documentary, there's a couple documentaries out, but there was one that came out recently that um, sort of dove into his process of filmmaking. He was incredibly neurotic i found that way more interesting than his actual films actual film yeah sure um and so everything had this like yeah everything had this sort of kubrick-esque feel Mm -hmm. to it which just i'm like oh come on stop already like you know as as blah as it may see that was kubrick's thing Mm -hmm. so you know to, to prove my point as soon as i see that look i'm like kubrick I'm yeah. not going to think you. I'm not going to think that's original to you as a director. I'm always going to think Kubrick because he was the first person to really kind of nail that look. Yeah. And so this whole like, oh, it's present time, but everything has this 70s feel to it. This is like the new cool thing. And, and I said this as soon as we started watching yeah. the show. I was like, why is everybody doing this? Yeah. Where it's this really vague sort of vintage feel that everything looks like it's kind of 70s, mm-hmm. but not. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. Yeah. Because now I think there's not to me there's nothing that sets your show or film apart yeah. from everyone else's now because everyone's sort of taking on this look. Yeah. Well, that's what was weird because you would flash back and then you'd be watching and then it would flash forward, but then it, it felt like the flash forwards were actually something that happened in the past because they felt older. Well, just like the offices. Yeah. Felt. Yeah. Really the, the antiquated and, every, and yeah, everything. Um, you know, I, I, I think when, when somebody says, well, I filmed this for $20,000, well, then you have no choice but to use that office, right? If that mm. office is really well, yeah. old-fashioned, then that's what you go with. But I'm pretty sure that they had a budget to have a, a more up, up-to-date office. This, mm-hmm. this was an obvious choice. Yeah, yeah. And I don't get it. Yeah. It's, it's kind of confusing, just even in the way some of the people dressed. And I was like, what year is this? <laughs> Where are we? What's happening? Yeah. Um, but it, uh, but I, I still thought the show was really good. The, porf- the performances were really good. Um, Julia Roberts did really well. I think people kind of like love or hate her. I don't know. Yeah. I've, I've always liked Julia Roberts. I thought yeah. she, you know. She's but good I like, I like, well, I, I, I really thought um, she did a good job in August Osage County. Yeah. That's when I was just kind of like, oh, here we go. Like, she's really, because mm-hmm. she usually plays pretty safe characters. Yeah. Um, and so once she played that character, I was like, okay, she she could definitely do this. And so this this was definitely not, you know, a glamorous kind of. No, not at all. You know, so, so that was really cool. Yeah, it was. Yeah, so we, we recommend that. Go Gorilla recommends. <laughs> well, it's official then. It yeah. must be good if we yeah. watched it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Anything yeah. else you want to talk about? Not particularly. You said we we're gonna. It's gonna be a short episode, and yet here we are, fifty-two minutes in. Well, it's probably well, shorter. Fifty-two minutes is probably shorter because we had to cut out a bit of the middle. Well, now that you said that, you're gonna have to take that out. So, yeah. well, no, they don't have to know there was an explosion somewhere. 
So you're just going to leave in the part where we're talking about where there was an explosion, but then not leave the explosion in there? I'm going to put the explosion right at the end. <laughs> so it's going to say, thank you. And then it'll... Are you leaving this part in here? Yeah, because I'm going to put the explosion at the end. Okay, so then you should explain what the explosion was. We have no idea what the explosion was. But something exploded on in, in the vicinity yeah. of our household. Yeah, it's really In the creepy. middle of we were recording, we were like, what the hell was that? Yeah. So we had to pause it and investigate. And yep. we came up empty-handed. Yep. Something exploded. We don't know what. Hopefully yeah, it won't be us. You'll hear the sound at the end of this episode. <laughs> and uh, you can tell us what you think it is. Yeah. It's creepy. It sounded a lot like what an alien pod coming out of yeah, the sky. I have, it on, on, I have it recorded now, so I can probably use it in a sci-fi film. Crashing into the ground would sound like, I'm yep. just saying. Just saying. Or no, the more. I was thinking more of the explosion in the sky. When you, yeah. Yeah. Because it sounded further yeah, away. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, well, that's it. Let's. Um, that's one less sound effect that I have to look for. One less one, yeah. Well, it's just, it's just going to be one of many. <laughs> you know, there's going to be more than one. That's going to have to be a little electrical pulse and an explosion and a little bit of, you know, it's a board. Yeah. Anyway, so shout, shout outs. outs. Shout outs to Steady Geekin, Reality Bomb Comcast, Mega Brain uh, Comics, Comics, Perry, because we always talk about Render Perry Twit. Somewhere. Right? Isn't that his handle? Render C- Twit. Cinema 4D, 3D. Yeah. 90 cinema 90 all the four key all the 4k people yeah particle exploders particle uh. <laughs> oh shout out to cassandra ebner because she if you watch flash at all yes she had a, an appearance in that she did um, we're like there she is yeah and you, she actually has lines and you yep. can see her and uh see her watch. so we're all very proud not that we didn't think she could do it or something but yeah Way it, to was, go. it was really cool to see to see her on the show yeah which, We've never actually met her, but she was on our show, so that's why we're yeah, excited. Yeah, she's awesome. Uh, so that's it. That is it. That is it. That's so all we got. Stay tuned for next week when we're going to be talking. If there's something you want us to talk about, shoot us, you know, let us know. Yeah, like try to get on that, though. Oh, also, we're going to be running a Black Friday special. To, for, to, tomorrow or today, depending on when you're listening to this. Well, for, our for, for Cyber Monday, actually, not Black Friday. I don't know why I said that. Black Friday's over, but we'll, yeah. be, we'll have a Cyber Monday deal. Yep. On our shirts and gear and stuff. Yeah, I haven't and decided so, what the uh, what the code will be, but I'll figure some out. Well, it'll be on there. Yeah, it'll so be on our, we'll put it on our, all over our. Instagram. It'll be on the stuffs, and um, you know, just if you want to, you want to buy a shirt. Buy a if shirt, we happen to run into somebody it. who's wearing our shirt who we don't know, it's, an, we, it's like an instant high five. We right will there. run after you to take a picture of you. Not even kidding. If yeah. that happens, if we'll I see anybody a wearing a go gorilla shirt, yeah, seriously, yeah. <laughs> can I get a picture with you wearing yeah. our shirt? Oh my god! OMG, you're wearing go gorilla shirt. Yeah, that would make my day. Make my day. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. See you we'll, next week. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Such a pain. Ugh. What was that? I don't know. We couldn't decide on a song. We loved them. We couldn't decide on a song. We loved them. We couldn't decide on a song. So we came up with this one.